0: And welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic
1: health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways and our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. They got in at like one thirty, one one 1-ish. So uh-huh. they made an 18-hour drive in 18 hours. And I was like, did you oh. not stop at all? Like, I was like, did you morph time? How did you make it here so fast? But they're both sleeping now because they're exhausted. And the boys are at school and Elsie is watching TV. So anyway, how is it? How's it over there?
0: Robert was sick. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, last week, him was a little off. But he never had a fever. Minnesota oh. is like a hot zone right now. Minnesota has the highest number of cases in the whole country right now. Weird. That surprises Which is bizarre me. Bizarre, because I feel like people are all wearing masks. Granted, I mean, we so we went to a football game and it was busy. I was wearing mask. The kids were wearing. Oh, Cam kind of wore a mask. So we were. We've gone. We've done some like bigger crowd things, trying to be as safe as possible. It's. i mean technically it's outdoors
1: yeah that always makes me feel better but in, like if when it's you're outside... walking around
0: in the stadium it's not like it's pretty crowded so anyways we, we, all, we all got
1: tested last week because ash started it a couple of weeks ago when we podcasted and then it, the kids like and then david got a fever and it was like they mm-hmm.
0: yeah when so can't like robert got tested for strep and flu and the COVID and the doctor was just like, it's probably just a virus. It's probably just like a cold, like the common cold. And I was like, yeah, there I is guess, no common
1: cold anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's
0: just common. so stressful. It's so stressful because yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> you know it's like finding uh, that new balance. I know risk like versus yeah. Reward mm-hmm.
0: and then just, yeah. Like feeling, normal again like I just I yeah I just want to you know I think everyone does everyone wants to and we have to do it safely and we have to be smart but so I went to a yoga studio yeah uh, I saw that yesterday it's a bit of a it's I mean it's not that far away it's maybe like a 10 minute drive away amazing it's so beautiful it's brand new Just like they had a studio before and they just built this new studio. It's unbelievable, beautiful. They are a body positive space. It just feels really, really good to be there. I might see if she'll let me on like, I don't know, whenever they don't have classes, use one of the studios and like record in there. Oh, because I'm trying to record in here and it's just so crap because I can't stand like I can't stand up and have my whole body seen unless I get the camera directly in that corner. And then I'm like, because it's just a small room.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much she would charge me for that. Is it a program she would benefit from? You can give her like, well, I think I'm just um, access once um, it's done. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I,
0: <laughs> um, I want to get like a library of like six or seven sort of flows, pelvic floor flows, thoracic mobility, you know, breathing, those types of things.
1: Killing it. Speaking of online, aren't we going to talk about online virtual PT today? Heck yeah, let's do it. And all the benefits. Lately, I'm just obsessed with it. That's awesome. Yeah. I just really,
0: all of my online people, I'm just obsessed with. They are all amazing. They all, like, they're just really self-starters in general. I just think because they're already seeking out something different. They're seeking Mm -hmm. out different opinions they are like ready to go because it's like set up in their own house. You don't have to go anywhere. I just feel like they're all doing so, so great because also I think when you are explaining the exercises, it's in their own space because I think sometimes when you're in a PT space and you have the PT really walking you through everything and even giving you like hands-on cues and giving you different tactile cues and adding different bolsters or different equipment because we have it, Mm-hmm. And it helps the exercise be better than when you get home. Cause like I'm, I, this happens to me all the time. I'm like, Oh, I really want to do that exercise with the BOSU ball, but I don't have a BOSU ball. So how can I do that? And so when you, are working with someone in their home, you really get that opportunity to, okay, well, what do you have? Okay, let's let's look around your house and let's see. And so then now that person has a memory of doing that movement and feeling what that movement feels like in their physical space.
1: And I just feel like that really helps. It's almost easier to, right off the bat to assess if that exercise is going to work for them or not, because you can't mm-hmm. touch them and cue them. like <laughs> They have to yeah. be able to feel... Yeah. What they need to feel by themselves. And then you can quickly move to something else if it's not working out versus like, oh, you don't feel this? Okay, let's do this and this and position this way and give you this. (laughs) Like, we try so hard.
0: I really think that that happens to me a lot in person is like, if someone can't feel their abs, like you're giving them a lot of cueing of like, okay, got this, got this, got this. Okay, we got it. And then you've kind of created the shape for them. They haven't created this shape for themselves, and then it yeah it doesn't have the same like neural pathways that exist when they can create it and feel it completely independently, yeah, it has so much so much value
1: and I think um online too, going back to the client p t relationship, you know when you're physically seeking someone out, you're still limited to like the people in your area, people you can access. And even though a lot of people like see us on social media and they're like, oh, they develop an opinion and think that we would work well together and come see us like you're expanding so much beyond like your geographical area and the online people seeking you out. It's even more of that. They've decided I like her. (laughs) She like, I like her vibe. I like how she explains things. I want to work with her. So it's like, you're niching, like even a little bit more. Yeah, The quality of that relation.
0: Yeah. That coach client relationship, because if you live outside of our state, it's like a coaching wellness relationship. Consulting. Um, Yeah consulting relationship that yeah like now it is so you're so tuned in just because yeah like and and right from the beginning right when I first like started the Instagram account it was it was totally like all right I really struggled postpartum my first time watching people be super fit and watching people be really happy with their new babies and really happy with their bodies postpartum Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay if I'm gonna make this I wanted to be really reflective of not only my own personal life and experience, but really the information that I wish I had had, or the the narrative that I wish I had had. Um, even just once in a while, showing up on my feed um, to remind me, like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like this, this is real life. <laughs> this fitness influencer literally exercising all day every day is their job it's okay if I'm not meeting their standard of postpartum fitness or it's okay if I'm experiencing problems. Like it's okay. If I'm experiencing prolapse, I'm experiencing heaviness, I'm experiencing pain in my body. There are still things that I can do. There are still accounts that can motivate me. There are still accounts that can inform
1: me. And kind of like the virtual schooling that's blossomed out of covid I feel like online sessions can be really helpful if they're on vacation or yeah. there's a snow day or the weather's bad or, you know, someone's yeah. tire popped and they don't have a way to get yeah, to you. Ex- <laughs> like-
0: exactly. I think there there is um, a lot of, I don't know if you notice this, I noticed that in maybe more before, definitely in pregnancy, people tend to be more consistent, more, you know, making readily you know scheduling and making appointments um and then as soon as baby comes, it's really hard to get out of the house and it's really and then things come up, and then the baby's not feeling good and so the first person who falls off the list is mom mm-hmm. is the parent, the primary caregiver of that baby, and so if it's if it takes away like I don't care on virtual if your kid's coughing and sneezing and crying like. Right. All right. We'll make it work. Same thing if they're in, I mean, I don't necessarily want kids in my office, but even, you know, if they come in person or it's on virtual, it's all right. Like we're, we're, it's going to happen. And you're going to be able to get that time and that information, that support that you need, even when life is
1: chaotic. And in Um, our lineup, like pelvic PT or health, pelvic health, I feel like so many areas are so like there is not a lot of resources at all there might be one pelvic pt in the area and they're booked out for three months and i feel like that's another gem of online because you can't wait that long to get help like if you need help you need it now and those areas that don't have specialized pelvic health providers it's a huge Mm -hmm. bonus to be able to access online
0: yeah. And and then the stories I kind of hear a lot of times from my online clients is like, yep, I, I had an evaluation in person. They looked at that. They said I could contract well. They did the exam. It was really kind of quick. They educated me on my bladder, on my bowel. And then I feel like that was kind of it. And totally for an initial Initial session, I think that's fair in a in a insurance model where you really don't have that much time to get through those those initial evaluations. You're just trying to get people started. Then they go back and it's like then it's the same exercises or it's they're not really being informed as to why they're doing what they're doing. And yeah, it's it's sometimes just dis- people. I feel like sometimes people walk away from pelvic floor physical therapy disappointed yep. in what they got, and I just hate that. Like I just That makes me feel so yucky inside. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's so much value in this. There's so much value in this work and it life's changing. And and it's
1: I hate when people don't get that experience. So that has kind of been on my mind lately as I'm like now reimbursed by Tricare. And I haven't even like officially said anything and things are picking up. And so you know the spoon theory? Like they use it in chronic. Yeah, you only have so many spoons. You only have so many spoons. Basically, you only have so much energy a day, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like, if you're seeing, you know, like in a clinic setting, I felt like seeing 20, 25 people a week in my part time job, you only have so much brain width and headspace to remember everyone's story and remember what you did last time and get vibing with them so that you kind of meet them where they're at. But when you have, when you can really give that quality time, it's like a whole different experience. It's mm-hmm. like you really can tune yeah. into what they need and kind of be well, available. This is, what
0: this is what I'm saying, Addie. Like, I mean, take it or leave it. But it's about <laughs> creating, like, creating your protégés, right? Like, clearly in your area there is a need, yeah, and that that there are a decent number of physical therapists in the area. And there's nothing wrong with bringing someone on as your, as your protege and teaching them and, and growing your business so that you know that the quality of the care that now more people are going to get are going to be the, the Addie Holzman version of pelvic floor physical therapy. And that's epic, you know?
1: Yeah, but they're not you. <laughs> I want you to come but We back. can do it
0: together too. we can do it together too but (laughs) the but no it's it's a different relationship right like our relationship would be partnership and collaboration that partnership would be I'm going to train you you know and that that comes with risks. a scary
1: yeah you can't do it all you cannot do it all (laughs) I know So, so what does an online session with you look like Like for someone who has no clue about telehealth or how that process works. Yeah. So for the first one, they
0: get sent like intake paperwork online and some intake forms, questionnaires and things like that. That I always tell them that they are welcome to fill in as much or as little as they want to on there online, it's, it is helpful to sometimes have more information, but not, it's not necessary if you're not comfortable filling that out. And then the first 15, 20 minutes or so of that session, we just talk. Um, So we talk about you, what's been going on, um, your goals, things that you're limited in currently. And then all throughout that kind of conversation, we're sprinkling in tidbits of information and education that are specific to, to you. Um, And then we go through a little bit of like a movement screen. So touching your toes and squatting and bending and walking and different movement things. And I'm just kind of watching and commenting on, on how you move again, sometimes providing a little bit of information or insight or education. And then uh, based on some of those findings, we sometimes will try different uh, exercises and then we are kind of trying different exercises, seeing how they feel, coming back into the tests again, seeing how those tests have changed and then going from there. If the person has no access to coming in person and they are in my states that I treat in, so North Carolina or Minnesota, we can do a guided public floor exam. So um, you're not on screen, <laughs> no <laughs> no vulvas on camera. Um, so you can go camera off or you know wherever, and we can talk you through how to you know using a hand mirror or that kind of thing, assessing your your own vulva and pelvic floor muscles yourself. Cool. Um, and so I haven't done a ton of that, but it was something that was asked, um, of me recently, if that was something that, that I would do. And I kind of did a little bit more research on it and I feel like I'm, I would be comfortable doing that. Um, and so, yeah, that's an option. If, if that's something you're interested in knowing more about or learning how to do on yourself, but that, that would be for people who live in North Carolina and, Minnesota only would you you do a lot of
1: um yeah (laughs) I would be comfortable I mean you're basically guiding them through with tweaks what you would do yeah I don't I would feel comfortable doing that obviously they would feel comfortable first and so yeah
0: so I think how I'm going to set it up now is I'm gonna have a document with like directions and pictures and that kind of thing and then that will get sent to them before the session um so that they if they want to you know try it beforehand they can and then if in the session they have questions about out it or they want to tell me what they found or they want to do it uh while we're together they can they've already kind of taken a look at it mm-hmm. so that's i think how i'm gonna set set that up for those who are interested in that
1: oh, you have the anatomy app on your computer right Mm-hmm. That would be cool to like a share screen share and point to where. Yeah. So people, that they can get a that kind of
0: immersive an immersive experience. Yeah. Like know um, where they're at. Yeah. I always tell people obviously always pelvic floor muscle exam is optional. Mm-hmm. And so whether you're in person or virtual, we can gather 90% of the information that we need to gather by seeing how your body moves Um, and the education
1: is so I think a lot of people don't realize the power of education Mm -hmm. like knowledge is power truly if you know your anatomy like like
0: small tips this is why like one of the reasons I took to Instagram initially was that like small little bladder tips were having humongous impacts on my in-person clients and I was like why don't we all know this
1: yeah Like,
0: why is this some secret thing that you have to pay and be able to afford public floor physical therapy to know that if you keep having to go pee immediately after you go pee, that you could just stand up and then sit down again? And like that tip alone has been life changing for some of my patients. That's so like so like what? (laughs) What? Like that's not that's not skilled. That's not fair. That's not fair that that's not taught to
1: people. one of my favorite natu- naturopathic doctors jolene brighton says you shouldn't have to be a medical provider to understand your body like you shouldn't have to be a physical therapist to understand how your body moves in your anatomy like mm-hmm. that yeah. should be and so when know, it comes to knowledge. like
0: individualized care
1: or s- more
0: detailed information yeah absolutely you need like one-on-one care is going to be awesome, but. Simple tips about how to clean your vulva. We should just teach people in school.
1: I know. Seriously, we need to teach sex ed. Like we mm-hmm. <laughs> need to. that would honestly like be my dream job. I, like I literally to...
0: I'm learning I'm learning some sex ed stuff from following people like the vagina rehab doctor. Like it's she's so good.
1: It's stuff we all need to know. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have like as scary as it is to think about having to talk to my kids about that and like getting into that next season which is approaching very quickly I'm also like super excited to tell Elsie all of the things about her period yeah (laughs) like what's normal what's not like like hold her (laughs) hand through it and have
0: it be have it be a different experience than you had you know yeah not that it was like a bad experience but I felt like it was really shrouded in it was still shrouded in shame and yeah and taboo Yeah. And it makes me a teensy bit sad. I don't have a daughter that I cannot like have like a period party for. I mean,
1: (laughs) it's not over. You can keep keep going. I'm good. (laughs) I remember being in high school and like literally in the locker room crying because of cramps. Mm -hmm. And I know now I was like so extended that like I had so much torsion through my like ab wall and like uterus and everything that that's probably why of course you go to the doctor they're like oh birth control and oh you might have endometriosis at like 16 you know like it's like are we not going to check anything else other than just like throwing these umbrella terms um so were you on your period this week too i ended it right before you started your period Uh... stuff yeah yeah, I got it. Like we early are close to being
0: synced up. We need close. to spend more time on the podcast so we can and, sync up.
1: Jackie, I was talking to Jackie yesterday. She's like, "Damn, you and Haley! Now I got my period today." <laughs> like, <you> like... <laughs> well, the, the full moon was last night. So I know I wanted to see like some lunar eclipse or something was going on. Yeah, it was like I a lunar
0: know. eclipse. So I was. T- it was like apparently like all about throat chakras. Mm. Like I don't know anything about astrology, but. I have been just
1: seeing I'm 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 a bit astrology curious I would say. I am too. I've been following all these like horoscope people and like learning about <laughs> Scorpios and like <laughs> I don't
0: know what my moon rising sun I don't get that is. I'm a Cancer that's my main sign but I don't, I don't understand anything.
1: the rising and falling like no. Because when I looked it up it was still Scorpio. So I'm like do people change? I don't know. It's super Absolutely. curious and I'll sit in bed at night like all these funny there's some funny people that make all these reels about different signs and their tendencies and I'll like talk to Ash about it. he's like you know that's just a bunch of bullshit right like you know and I'm like quit ruining my fun I'm enjoying this this is dead what on is what's, what's Ash's sign maybe we'll explain. he's a, a Taurus he's a Taurus yeah I've looked at his sign I'm like okay this explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you've been like looking at that because I I should share a couple of the people I follow that have really funny stuff I love like the enagrams and the personality tests. I don't and- do enagrams. I do not do enagrams. why
0: I don't get it and whenever I've done like a quiz I'm nothing is like standing out to me like when I the you know when the questions come up I'm like I don't know maybe
1: sometimes I know it's all it's like put some context to this. I don't know. Like it depends yeah, like on I'm the not, situation. I don't I'm feel in.
0: strongly about any of the questions or like when I've seen different like personal personality traits of each enneagram, I don't necessarily like feel like I resonate with any of those.
1: Yeah, I've taken it a couple of times and I'll get slightly different numbers um because there's like three of them that are pretty equal. And so I totally resonate with Scorpio. I am Scorpio 100%. So yeah. <laughs> I will follow the horoscopes. <laughs> so
0: what is, a, what is Scorpio's personality traits or traits?
1: Stubborn, very loyal, um, spicy. I would say spicy is probably like the, the best term. Kind of like, like mysterious little, until you get to know them. A little spiker. <laughs> yeah, like hard on the outside, soft on the inside. But I'll oh. even look up like the kid's horoscopes too and like or um their signs and it's just fun so my mom used to always look it up when
0: we were kids in the toronto newspaper and so every once in a while i'll go on like that's the one i trust it's the toronto star so i'll read the toronto star one every once in a while and it's usually on for me Mm -hmm.
1: so i'll like read it to ash i'll be like oh my horoscope he's like you know that applies to like everybody right i'm like no it doesn't it's only to me (laughs) make
0: like, well and like so what if it's a felt self-fulfilling prophecy like great oh no.
1: yeah if it's I, like fun you know. did you know that there's birth flowers along with like birth stones hmm. I yeah not. so I think I'm going to get the kids birth flowers as like a sleeve or part of a sleeve oh, when I finish cool. Elsie's name next summer I can't remember now I think one's a daisy like they're there are okay flowers right. that I could oh, have my. on my arm. <laughs> yeah, I like all that stuff. It's fun. Mm. I have like the ugliest birthstone ever. Like the topaz rusty colored. November. the
0: november or, or no. and then the oh.
1: chrysanthemum is the flower so i'm like can we get off this orange theme? although <laughs> i love orange it's my favorite color but you know i like bright orange not brown crappy orange my
0: birth flower looking up Birthday flower
1: july is the water lily oh that's nice that is don't you have a nice birthstone too ruby i think is yeah i think that's right man lucky july. elsie's is, <laughs> is peridot like the green, and her favorite color is green, and I think it's adorable. Nice. So, okay, you know that story I told you about calling um, (laughs) Rhino's testicles particles? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So yesterday she was in the kitchen I don't know she had not flour she had something and it like dusted all over it was you know in the air and she's like look mom I made testicles and I'm like oh my gosh we are so confused oh we got the flakes flipped around (laughs) yeah like you really need to get this uh figured out here (laughs) but oh my gosh so right, funny.
0: So I explained kind of how I go through a virtual appointment. How do you go through a virtual appointment? We're, we're like <laughs> spinning back right, right, right back
1: around. <laughs> Very similar. I the intake paperwork, they're usually an hour. I like to gather the information. I love when people tell me specific movements, positions, or exercises that they have trouble with, because then I feel like we can dive right into those and give cues and you know, give modifications that might feel easier, progressions to get to the, you know, full exercise eventually. And I feel like that really helps like give them a win right off the bat, addressing their concerns and giving them something to implement right away. Cause most of my people are like athletes and want to work out and um, mm-hmm. That kind yeah. of thing. So, but even,
0: but like, even, I think, even when it, maybe athletics isn't the goal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, I'm having pain with sex. Mm-hmm. So, maybe like step one isn't go have sex now. Step one might be we do different breathing activities or we do different pelvic floor range of motion activities, but we can always spin it to be considering how this would. Let, like play out in with sex mm-hmm. or you know so we're keeping it on topic to what is really most important to the client
1: right and I think that's where people get lost so frequently is that us pts forget to relate things back to like their goals and what they're looking for and we <laughs> have them in mind and we're going kind of one way with them um but the client's obviously not following all the time because they don't think like that. And they're like, wait a minute, what about (laughs) what (laughs) about this thing that I want fixed? Yeah. 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 So um I go through like how do you squat? How do you do all fours, hip range of motion? Can they do 90-90 and feel their hamstrings or is it all quad and back? Like stuff like that. And then I usually give them three to four exercises that they can work in as like a warm-up and cool down if they're having pain with working out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do I it. think
0: uh, a magic word that you just said during virtual appointments is, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. What do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? I feel like in virtual appointments, I ask that all the time. And I love it when they're like, they'll be doing, is it okay if I feel this in both my inner thigh and my outer hip? And I'm like, yeah
1: (laughs) ding ding you win
0: yeah or like is it should I like they're doing something like should I be feeling my lower abs really working hard here I'm like uh (laughs) uh-huh that's (laughs) yeah that's awesome feedback that being able to feel things in our own
1: body so you know the phrase uh, listen to your body there's yeah. kind of like a trend where people are like, oh, that's shit advice. People don't know how to listen to their body. Oh, you need to give them more specific guidance. And I am i don't agree. I don't agree because yeah. I think it's a skill to be able to listen to what your body is telling you. And you need to build that skill because you otherwise to, you're going to get hurt.
0: <laughs> you need to be in a parasympathetic state in order to listen to your body.
1: Yes. And, and like, so
0: if, if your client is in a... Fight or flight response. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're not going to be able to listen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't hear anything when you're running away from a bear.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. hear
0: anything when you're running away from a bear. So that's maybe where we have to back up a little bit. But um so it's shitty advice for that person, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but but we're still yeah working back toward that because so then we can be in tune when
1: something's not right. Yeah. And then also getting to the point where your mind and your body are team because if your mind like you're in that athlete brain your mind is pushing 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 or ignoring 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 um the signs that your body is trying to tell you it's going to be like this constant state like cycle of feeling crappy and then eventually feeling better and then feeling crappy because you need to work together your body has got to almost like your mind has to kind of know where your body's at. Like you might have a plan like today. I was like, I'm going to go to CrossFit. I like have all this energy. I need to go work out. And then I woke up at one o'clock in the morning when my parents got in. And then I woke up early this morning. I was tired. And I was like, as much as my mind wants to go to CrossFit right now, this is not a good choice because I'm tired. And like, I'm just not feeling like I can push that today." You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Checking in with yourself instead of like staying on these tight schedules because we have so many stresses on our body that we don't necessarily consider stress, like lack of sleep or poor nutrition or poor hydration or work stress or family stress or even like good stress, you know, visitors or Mm -hmm. holidays, like all of that stuff. But exercise is a stress. And so if you're already over stress with everything else. And then you try to go for a hard run or you try to push like the weight or you try to, you know, max yourself out, you're not going to perform very well and you're probably not going to feel good when you do it. So kind of taking like a mental like scan of how your body's feeling. Anyway, that was a long way to (laughs) explain how you need to learn how to listen to your body.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And I, and yeah, and so I think, again, a virtual space is really good for that because Mm -hmm. you, we can feel safer at home. And I think as much as you and I probably, you know, do our best to provide a space that feels safe for our clients, it's not, It might not, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly for people who've had a lot, you know, maybe multiple negative experiences with healthcare providers or are just uncomfortable. And so having a virtual presence, having an online presence on social media and having more information out there and having a warm inviting environment for in-person stuff can maybe help with that. Virtual, I think takes another one of those barriers down for people who maybe really feel nervous about that, that connection.
1: Yeah. That's an awesome point. Mm-hmm. So, so many pros.
0: Yeah. So um, I was mm-hmm. doing a little bit of research on universal tr- trauma precautions as a provider. So how can mm. we provide more like trauma informed care? And I am by no means an expert on this at all and just doing my best, <laughs> but yeah. one of the like sort of universal trauma precautions is recognizing that a trauma history changes the way people's brains function. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that sometimes the decisions our clients make about maybe doing their homework or making good health decisions or not drinking 10 cups of coffee or not going out drinking at night um, might not be related to just decisions that they wanted to make in defiance of your treatment plan, that those are sometimes decisions that are made based on our nervous system response or trauma response. And that, yeah. And I, I just thought that that was really insightful. So when, yeah. So when people can't listen to their body or when people can't get it together and do their homework or can't show up on time, like it's, we need to consider that that, that is not necessarily what they will want to do.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the realm of pelvic health, I think being aware of trauma is crucial to being able to show up for the client and meet them where they're at.
0: And really, I think when I was reading a little bit about it for the mentorship group, it was like patient centered care, letting the, le- the really the goal of it is that it's a um, collaborative care is mm-hmm. a huge aspect of trauma informed care. So you're recognizing that the input that the client has is just as important as yours Mm -hmm. and um, letting them be the driver of, okay, here are some things that I think might be helpful. How does that feel to you? Um, I think being a huge aspect of that. And I think, I hope, my hope is, is that physical therapists kind of hopefully do that. I know that they don't all do that. (laughs) but I think that's a good place to start anyway. Well,
1: yeah. And we preach that all the time. Like you should be in charge of your healthcare. You should be making the and, final decisions on things. It's, and then
0: if, funny. but then, but it's not, it's not their responsibility to lead that charge. Right. You know, yeah. it's our responsibility as a healthcare provider to put them in that seat. If so, they wish they choose. So they wish to choose it.
1: Right. And give them like, you know, informed consent and like, here are the pros and the cons of this treatment and educate them so that they can make the best decision for themselves. Mm -hmm. Going on with like online stuff, also like online programs can be a huge help. So Mm -hmm. I had a client that has, she, she was a client of yours and Mm -hmm. she got the sex positions guide. And she said the sideline position has really helped her Nice. And I was like, awesome. So um, if you are looking for help in the sex department, we have a sex positions guide. We both do virtual options as far as consults and um, training to birth and back is also a postpartum online self-paced program um, that I have. What else online? Online I have a have.
0: self-guided perineal massage guide to get to that can be helpful in pregnancy as well as helping postpartum um, perineal injuries heal.
1: Yes, that's another one. And then um, I've I'm now doing to floor virtually online. So so many good online options, and we would love to work with. Whoever needs help. All the bushies. All the bushies. <laughs> so uh, know your bush. Love your bush. Share Spread the bush you the love. Bush you, love. <laughs> Bye.
0: you can communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page don't beat around the bush podcast, as well as our email account, which is don't beat around the bush podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. <laughs> and our
1: music is provided by Blockhead.